Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank, sponsored by Suit Up. I am Scott Prather, and I am tired. Norman Locke from Parts Unknown is with us, not in studio this morning, so he does not get the pleasure of getting to to see my mug. But, uh, Norm, good morning, man. Are you there? Norman. Yes, sir. Why, why are you mugging this morning? Scott? You stayed up late watching that Lakers game? Exactly. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I got you, but man, oh, man. Hello, can you hear me? I hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, Norman, right. I hear you. <laughs> I was about to say, why are you, why are you mugging? Why are you... <laughs> There's some kind of delay between us. We're gonna with this. We're gonna have to. Um, <laughs> we're, you're gonna have to disconnect and reconnect while I uh, go ahead and disconnect Hello. on the app what and about reconnect. Now? All right, now I now go. I don't know. There we go. Can you hear me in business. the moment. It's always good to figure stuff out once we're up and on the air. Wait. But it's that kind of morning. Yes, it's I rainy am. outside. I'm tired, Norm. Why are you so tired, Scott? You've been taking Man, your I, I had to get up at five, and I was up last night watching this, you know, basketball game that was worth staying up to watch. But man, oh man, it was just like, you know, I, there was. See, if I didn't have to get up at five, there's even a part of me just, just like an old dad now that would be like, you know what? Uh, I might just like. Watch the second half in the morning, like no spoilers. But I can't do that. <laughs> I got to get up. I, I I get up at five. I had to drive some some people to the airport, and I'm just like thinking about last night's game. And I'm just like, guess when a game like that ends, it's not like you just go right to sleep. You know, like your your adrenaline's no. flowing a little bit. I mean, it was it was uh, as exciting, probably the most exciting NBA game yet. This year, I know we've got the playoffs in front of us, but that that was the most memorable, exciting game this year, right? Hands down. Well, uh, I'm trying to think. There was one other game that went to like double overtime. I'm sure there was a few. But but other than that, you, could, you know, they didn't have like a a, a postseason n- seed on the line, you know. No, it was. I wouldn't say a postseason seed, but would you when you say just pure excitement? Uh, I know they had a, probably a bunch of games that went to double overtime, but I, I'm a, I'm a, I got to do my research. But this one game I watched, and it was really, really exciting. But that, again, I can only compare it to that in this game because, who? I mean, I, I can honestly say Adam Silver is 50% right now for the playing games. 50, what, what would you say? Uh, I'd say 100 Last night, I mean, uh, two days ago versus last night. I would say he was all in, and the irony of it—the irony of it—is that LeBron, who was very much against it, I think just solidified that it's not going anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that—that that, that game last night, uh, they locked it in, and I, I, the Warriors had three possessions after LeBron made the eye poke three, and he wanted to make sure everyone knew that his eye was poked. Um, <laughs> and and you know the Warriors. They had three shots at it. It's like it, the only thing that could have made it a little better, more exciting, is if that had been like walk off or you know with like just a few seconds left because you still had a minute left and these games kind of drag on at the end. But you know, a triple double for LeBron, uh, the go ahead three, a game between 
teams that have, you know, former MVPs, generational players, all for the right to get to play the Suns in the first round, which is kind of funny. But I, I, I think the, you know, I don't know, the urgency of the game was good. Like Tuesday night, those games were uneventful. They were awful. Charlotte forgot they were even playing basketball. Um, and I would but that's say. that's why I said 50%. Yeah the, yeah, the East. But last night, look, that first game was good, too. Spurs, Grizzlies. Yeah, that's um, why I say 50%. It was, it was exciting. But, no, look, it, it's, it's already got a sponsor from State Farm. It, 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 the, I, the ratings aren't out last night, but I promise you the ratings were high. The sponsor was really the tell-all. Oh, Once I, they had a sponsor for the play-in, it's like it's, it's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. It's going. No, I'm with you on that. But I still, as a fan, not thinking monetarily, not thinking about ratings, as a fan – it's 50%. Like you said, the East games were horrible. Like I watched the first half. I, I watched the first half of that Pacers-Charlotte game, and by second quarter with five minutes left, I cut it off, Scott. I'm like, this is this is what they wanted us to watch? These, I'm like, cut this off. And then the, the next game, it was it was boring. Well, I mean, Washington went 3 of 21 from three-point range, so... Yeah, it was uh, it was rough. Now, look, as a fan, sure you could say fifty because Tuesday was bad. But you, had, the first question you asked Adam Silver, I think Adam Silver has always been a hundred percent on this because it's a it's an extra money maker. I mean, it really is. Oh yo, yeah, thousand percent extra money maker, more uh, tickets to sell. I mean, what are we calling it? Two additional home games, maybe uh, one additional home game. Yeah, because yeah. you you. I mean, yeah. potentially, or in this case, you know, it's the Warriors now will host Memphis. But um, I don't know. The Stars, the Stars, Davis, had, AD had a bad first half last night, but finished second half strong, 25 and 12. Steph, 37.7 rebounds. And you have my, I guess, question of the day, The early, we'll call it the early risers question of the day because – it, uh, because I'm so dang tired and grumpy, but uh, I'm on my, my fourth uh, can of Diet Dew. But I put a poll up on our Twitter, SPN 1420. Okay. Who is more exciting to watch? Not who's better. Who is more exciting to watch? LeBron or Steph? I put that poll up 45 minutes ago. Mm, and the votes see, are coming to, in. about to kick and, it off all day. Hey, Steph Curry, 84% of the vote right now. And I agree with the 84%. Yeah, and see, I... LeBron's better. I don't LeBron's agree. better, but I, 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 don't, I, I, get, I, I get more excited watching Steph whenever he's just pulling up from, you know, 100 feet. And... I know that's rare. I know Steph is the greatest shooter of all time, but I feel like the NBA and basketball is about shooting. So yes, he has you know crazy range, but I just feel like there's more shooters that can shoot than there are people that can do what LeBron can do with a basketball. Well, nobody can do what either of them can do. I think that's why this question is so. I think I think think it's why it's worthy question. I think it's why it's a worthy question. I mean, you you just said it. I mean, Steph's the greatest shooter of all time. LeBron is correct. LeBron can play five different positions. I mean, he can do things on the court no one's ever been able to do. Um, but I don't always. And look, I'm not. I'm not. A, for the record, I've I've never been a, a LeBron hater. Uh, I'm not. I, I've never rooted yeah, for either. the. I've never rooted. I'm for not the, a LeBron. I've fan. never rooted for the Lakers either. And I'm not about to start. But 
I, I appreciate LeBron. Um, you know, I think he's the second to best player of all time, but I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't act like I get more excited when he's doing different stuff. I, and, and it's not that I enjoy it. I just enjoy Steph more, except when, you know, when either of them are doing it to the Pelicans, I don't enjoy it at all. But, uh, Steph, man, no, when he what, gets when he gets my, going, I mean, it's it's like NBA Jam on fire, dude. Not see, this is this my this is why I, this is kind of a layered question to me. Okay, when Steph is exciting, like okay, this is the excitement level I'm I'm looking at. That game yesterday, like you said, they had about a minute left. I'm looking for Steph to do that exciting, like when it's time for the clutch moment, when I'm expecting the biggest of all of it excitement. LeBron came through last night. Steph didn't come through. A minute left. Like, Steph, I was expecting Steph to do the do what he did to uh, Westbrook. You know, come down the court, hit, him, hit the tying three or the go-ahead three. But you got old old man James do it from the from the Staples Center logo? Uh, I just, I just, you know, I, I got to roll with LeBron on excitement because that finals versus Golden State, him with that chase down block, it's just things that he can do. It's just, it's a, man, it's amazing. Uh, both of them can do things that no other players have been able to do before. Uh, I don't want to base it off Whoa, just oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Because I need you to address our producer. I mean, to address Lennon because you, you just kicked it off. You said there are things that he can do that nobody else can do. Lennon said he can shoot 100% for free throws. What do you believe? How do you believe that, Scott? Wait, Lennon said that Lynn can shoot 100. percent That he that he can shoot 100. That he personally on on what one free that throw? That he personally, no, on he said he can go 25 for 25. I, well, that's <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen him shoot. I mean, I I would. Huh. It, 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 Steph Curry's a 90 percent career free throw shooter. He's not even a hundred percent. No, no, but if you if you ask Steph in practice, make twenty five free throws in a row, I'm sure he could. Now I don't think Lyndon could. Um I don't it's different too when you're doing it in a in an NBA game where your legs are tired. I mean you ever go to a you've been to NBA games, Norm. You ever see the guys in warm ups? Yeah. I, I've been to practices. I mean you got guys that you that don't hit shots at all in a game. And they're just pulling up from all over, nailing everything. I mean, within a game I, when your legs are tired and everything's different, it's it's harder to hit when you're just sitting there. And you can you can practice on your own goal all day. You might maybe be able to make twenty five. Look, I have a coworker here, Michael Dot Scott on the dog. He, you know, as his son was growing up, they'd play horse, and Scott got so good at horse on his own goal. I'd have I'd have, I'd have, I'd have maybe put money down on Scott if he was playing Steph. Like that's how good he got on that goal. <laughs> It doesn't mean Michael Dot Scott's about to roll up in an NBA game or, you know, in a gym or at a practice or something that's not his goal with a ball that's right out the case and just, you know, hit 25 free throws in a row. No, it's not It's not going to happen. No. Yeah, and, that, and that's what we were trying to tell him. But Linus, he said that he he shot 100% for his career in high school. No, well, that, and that's different, too. Maybe he did, you know, 25 and 25. <laughs> You know, I know I, I played, just like I played in stumble. junior high with the guy that, you know, got kicked off the team after one game. He he made one shot, you know, he made a layup in garbage time and then he you know, then he was kicked off the team. He was a hundred percent shooter. Like whoop de doo. Who cares? Come on. Come yeah, on. that's but I, I, I gotta I gotta say, we we have a, a superstar in the building. Yeah, let's we're we're gonna we're gonna get this on video, so we're gonna do. 
And we'll go to Gerard Park on the spot. Be like, all right, Lynn, let's see. Let's 25. We're going we're gonna to see if you can shoot, you know, above 90%, you'll win something. But it, and that's what I told him. I said, all you got to do is I, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt of 90. You said 100. Now you, you No, he can't back that. He can't back that up. He can't back that up. Steph Curry can do things no one else can do, and um, you and Lynn can say things that anyone else can say, especially Lynn. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but, man, last night I, I will say the play-in game between – but I, I, I knew this. We knew this, though, Scott. We knew the play-in between the Warriors and the Lakers was going to be the best of the play-in tournament. We knew – or okay, I'll say I knew that the Memphis Spurs game – well, I'll say I didn't know this game was going to be as close. But the Warrior of the Grizzly Spurs game, I knew that was going to be the most competitive game up until this Lakers Warriors. But I knew that was going to be the most highly competitive game. The, the ones in the East, I said it was going to be dead. Like, Charlotte has no bigs. They're going against Sabonis and Miles Turner. They just outworked them. Like, I, I cut that game off at halftime, Scott. It was. Is like watching two oh, I, I, I watched, teams I watched play. it for a few minutes, and then I I watched City on a Hill. I was like, I'm not <laughs> not wasting was my it? time. It was good. I, I what I do is I let the whole, you know, I, we've gotten so spoiled with streaming services that when it comes to like watching a show episodically, hey, first of all, it's hard to just carve I like out that word. I like that word. Yeah. Say it again. Episodically, Jay Walker, <laughs> Jay Walker, and I actually created that word for the it's, record. So that's not a real word. I don't think so. But it should be. If it is, like it. if it is, like we'll it. take credit. It was years ago. It was years ago. I was I was watching Lost back in the day in its prime, and I was telling Jay about it. And uh, this was maybe like oh six, oh seven, or something. And I had had the D. This is back when you just get DVDs of stuff. And I was like, man, I got the first three seasons. The fourth season hadn't come out yet on DVD, and I let him borrow it. And he was watching it like during the summertime, and he's like, I, I for <laughs> I just remember him coming on the air like. Uh, you know, before like the season four finale, he's like, I have not watched the show episodically yet, and I was like, okay, like that's that's a that's a new one. Um, I was like, I like it though. I was like, episodically, let's let's roll with it. But if you look it up on dictionary now, it says episodically relating to or rela- or resembling an episode that's episodic, and episodically is just means in an episodic manner. So. I don't know how long it's been in the dictionary, but we're taking credit for it. Anyway. <laughs> no, I, wait, wait, I, I'm so, giving so, you credit because this is the first time I've ever heard it. But it's true. So so you used to watch, like, it Lost, I watched episodically. Um, even, like, shows on, like, you know, the, the the like Showtime, I watched Homeland episodically. And then with these streaming services, you get so into being able to just kind of watch it in your time, right? Okay, this season has eight episodes you know, at some point, I'll I'll try to carve out you know forty five fifty minutes a night just to, to catch up with this and watch it. Mm-hmm. So, City on a Hill, I watched the first season episodically. It was great, but this year it came out. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't do this. Like, I can't make out time on a Sunday night, or I don't. So, I just waited till the whole season aired, and then I'll I'll just start watching it. You know, when I have some time, and you know, so I've you know a few episodes in, but yeah, I was I started it. I hadn't even started the season yet. I was watching the Eastern Conference play-in tournament i'm like this is garbage i'm watching i'm watching not not episodically i'm not not watching a week to week i'm gonna i'm gonna try to binge is too strong a word it's not like i'm watching like you know four episodes i don't have time for that but 
You know, an episode, an episode a night or every other night. I can do that, and that's that's a good way to do it, man. Maybe and our that, minds are that. just not like equipped now to handle like week to week. When we watch, when I watch Game of Thrones, I swear, like even week to week, I'm like, God, wait, what is that character's like name again? And you get to the next season, and you're like, I don't even remember what's happening in this story. Like, no, see, now see, that's that, that's the dad vibes. I can't agree. I can't agree. That's the dad vibes. <laughs> you gotta remember a bunch of probably, birthdays. Probably. You gotta remember favorite colors. You gotta remember snacks. You gotta remember the doses of snacks. Like, okay, my daughter gonna have one you slice. Remember of cake. doses of medicine, bro. You, you screw that <laughs> up, and it's that's not good. That's, that's not. It's see, true. So I, I, you get a pass on not remembering. The quirky moment in episode two of, of a four season long you. series, you get you. a pass. Scott. You get a you get a pass. Back in the day, I could remember them all pretty closely, so that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But uh, anyway, yes, yeah, C- okay. City on a Hill, good show, good show. <laughs> Recommend it. But I just think that us being in the sports world, binge and watching, it can't come at a premium because we got you know it's basically ten hours of sports a day, and then if we throw in just our regular life. We probably do got like a maybe a forty-five minute window for some laying out. Yeah, maybe on a good night. Last maybe. night was not that night. I was bro. I was no. I was struggling at like nine fifteen, and I was like, man, the game's just starting. But it was good. I mean, it, had, had it had it been a bad game, at some point I would have just turned it off. But imagine being wrote me on in. the East Coast watching a West Coast game, and you have to wake up at five. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Tony Kornheiser, he used to just he used to just say, "I'm not, I'll, I'm, I'll DVR it. I'm gonna watch the rest tomorrow." And he would, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't come on until you know late in the afternoon, so it didn't matter. Nice little setup. And that's what Skip Bayless used to say that because I think he says that he starts prepping for the morning show at three thirty. He wakes up at three thirty every day. Mm. So yeah. let, me, I, let me tell you what his, let me tell you what his prep up. is. Oh, LeBron did something. All right, let me criticize it. Done. That's his prep. That's all it is. Done. He's <laughs> he, in L.A. He it's going to work. Yeah. Then he goes back to sleep or he goes and works out or, you know, puts something in his microwave that's on his floor or whatever. I remember he had a <laughs> feature of his house. Sorry, I'm all out of sorts this morning, everyone. I don't know if you could tell. Norman Locke is, uh, is not in studio. He is on the show, though. It's ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. We're going to talk more about that Warriors-Lakers game. Who is more exciting to watch, LeBron or Steph? I say Steph. Norm goes with LeBron. Um, we're going to go through some of the betting odds in the world of sports, like the most likely 2021 NBA Finals outcome, which you can bet on currently at various sports books. Who will start a quarterback for the Bears week one, for the Packers week one? What NFL team will have the worst record in 2021? The betting odds are up for that as well. We got a lot to get into this morning. It's ESPN1420.com. We had uh, one listener chime in. He says the rim at Gerard Park is bent. If we sent Lynn to Gerard Park, we we got it. We got to make sure Lynn has no excuse whenever he doesn't go twenty five or twenty five. Yeah, no, because he he was talking a lot of talk. He said he could go to Gerard, he could go to Bourgeois, you could take him to Reds. I was like, well, you know, one Gerard has double rims. I'm like, so that's a that's a whole monster in itself. So if it's a bent double rim, nobody making any shots. The last (laughs) time I played a pickup game was at Gerard Park. This would have been. 
Sheesh. Mardi Gras 2010 or something. And uh, it was like, I had a friend in town, and he and my wife and I were hanging out. Two of my friends were there. We're like, let's just go shoot some hoops or something. I think we had like a New Orleans Hornets game on the night before. And, um, and I had this like Tyson Chandler jersey. And one of my friends was like, I'm just going to put it on. Let's just roll the Gerard Park. So we did. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, it, you know, I, didn't, I didn't play too well. And uh, we got laughed at a little bit. But I, you know, I was banking some shots. It was the in. jersey. I was banking. Well, yeah, but I didn't wear the jersey. I didn't wear the I know, jersey. but it was, you can't, you can't wear an NBA jersey while playing pickup basketball. That's how you spot the it's, bad guys. No, the it, they, trust me, bro. They spotted us before the jersey. It was, <laughs> it was funny. My friends kind of, kind of um, ethnically ambiguous too. So they were like, they, they were just like, man, where, like, where are you from? And then he like, Scott, you really hitting him with the words today. He is. He's, <laughs> he's ethnically ambiguous. So if you don't hear him talk, you're not sure. You're like, is he? Italian? Is he Middle Eastern? Like, what's going on? So, but anyway, they just started calling him Pager, who was still, you know, on New Orleans at the time. It was funny. But they, they, they totally, like, misstacked the team. So my wife gets on the good team with the guys who are obviously out there all the time. And they put me out there with this, this guy from Haiti who, like, you know, he hustled and stuff, but he hadn't played much hoops. I was just – they would leave me wide open and talk trash. He'd be like, he can't hit nothing. And then I banked a few in, luckily. And they're like, all right, whatever. Mr. Bank, you know, let me take out a loan. They were talking, you know, I mean, just weak. Their, their trash talk was weak, but so was my game. We didn't win that. <laughs> we didn't win it's that. Day. Way but we had fun, man. We, we, we had, we had, we had a, we were like, we were not going to parades. We're like, man, we just want to go play basketball. I don't know. We just had that, that, I don't know, had an itch we had to Maybe. scratch. And I've uh, had it before. I've been left at like nine o'clock at night uh, at the edge apartments trash talking in the apartments and like you know what we hit the court right now it's outside it's pitch black outside nobody's gonna be good oh, you, play, dude. You, you gotta do it because you're was, not you can't turn down the trash talk no man i was on a bachelor party one time it was like out at a camp someone's like hunting camp and i don't hunt and um the, the my friend who was getting married we <laughs> we always joke we like the movie point break anyway in point break there's a scene where these guys go out to the to the to the bench excuse me, to the beach, and they all just turn, like, their headlights on, and they just play, like, pickup football. And we, like, yes. really just had it in our mind. Like, yeah. So we, so all these guys, most of them drove trucks. We all just drove our trucks. So we made this big circle, turned on all the headlights, and this is out, like, in the woods, but there was just enough space for, like, a field, and we, we played – we played football for, I don't know, hours. I mean, I was pretty sore the next day. In fact, it was – it was the it was the day before a Saints game in 08, the last game of the season. The Saints were, you know, I don't know, eight and eight. But it was when Drew had a chance to break Marino's record for the first time. And, you know, oh, at that point the Saints had short. you know, the Saints had won uh, you know, three uh, two playoff games ever. So it was like something to go root for. Meanwhile, the Panthers are like they're in the postseason. They need the win. They they get a win, they get a bye. And yeah, the Saints lost, but Drew had a chance to like break the record on the last throw, and he didn't. And everybody was just upset and butthurt about <laughs> it. And then he went on to do it like you know, a couple of times, and everyone forgets about that. I'm sorry, I, I need more caffeine. I'm rambling about weird stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, <laughs> listener chimes in. Jay says Norm's right. You never wear an NBA jersey in a pickup game. No, I, 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 I get that. I mean, look, I. 
I my 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 ethnically ambiguous friend was he was doing it more just because he knew it would make us laugh, uh, and it did. Um, but no, <laughs> you 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 don't you don't wear one. Uh, he also says, "Hey, last night Curry and Green combined for thirty nine points. That's future Hall of Famer Draymond Green." Uh, yeah, Draymond had good D in the first half. Only had two points. Couldn't couldn't shoot well at all last night. Um, yeah, that book sack on his back. He's what he's referencing is the discussion he and I had earlier this week about Ben Wallace, and he didn't think Ben Wallace was a Hall of Famer, and I didn't agree. I thought Ben Wallace was, uh, is. I think Ben Wallace is a Hall of Famer. Qualified um, Hall of Famer. Best defensive player in the game, but also the best player on a chip team. And he said, will Draymond be a Hall of Famer one day? I'm like, you know, I, I don't feel the same way about it because he's not the best player on a championship team, but – he might end up being that based on his defense, but I don't. I don't think he's well, that right. I don't think he's that right I, now. I don't. I think if the back half of his career isn't going to be as good as everyone else's back half of their career, um, especially with him playing that power forward center position, I just feel like when it comes down to just looking at the raw stats to get Draymond in, it might take him a while. He might get in, but it, it, I mean. If you like you said, you look at Ben Wallace, it's immediate. Like you know, he was you know averaging 15 rebounds. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, at one point. Yeah, yeah, no, Ben. ben <clears throat> I think with Draymond, what he has going for him, aside from you know being a champion and all that, like he's he's been the defensive player of the year before. So that that helps right there. Um, once, but one one won a gold medal. You know, three time All Star. A lot of it hinges on what he does. It. Excuse me, like you said in the back half of his career, but it's the pro football, excuse me, pro football. Jeez, I need more caffeine. It's the pro <laughs> basketball hall of fame, not the, not the NBA hall of fame, but at 31, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I think I'm with you here, Norm. I don't think he can do enough the second half of the career to really solidify himself. And we'll probably just have to hear him in retirement whine all the time about not being in and, you know, talk trash about other players until they come out and threaten him. And then they, you know, he'll just kind of throw out some lame insults since that's, Apparently, all the rage right now in sports. No, and we gonna we gonna we gonna get into that. But I'm looking at Ben Wallace's career uh, averages, and at 31 years old, Ben Wallace played all 30, all 82 games, uh, and he averaged seven and 11. That's at 31 years old. Draymond isn't even averaging that, and and two blocks. <laughs> so that's at 31 years old playing with Detroit. So I can only imagine what. Draymond Green's second half of his career post after being 31 years old is about to look at. But also, this is where you start to see kind of the ceiling of a Ben Wallace start coming down. So when Ben Wallace made 33, that's the first time in his career that he averaged under two blocks and under 10 rebounds. Oh, yeah. and from, he, from, he, he, but he's he 33 years old. He hit a wall. Yeah. He also was just, again... He was the best player on a championship team. Now, the gap between Correct. him and the next best player wasn't very wide. It's not like you look at the gap between Steph and Draymond, and it's, or Clay and Draymond for that matter. I think it's pretty wide, right? But, you know, the gap between Ben Wallace, when they won the title in 05, and either Rashid at that moment or Chauncey or Rip, not that wide. But they're, I, 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 get, I put a lot of value on you're the best player on the team that won it all. That's that means something, you know. That They're means doing. something, and and they got back there the next year and lost in Game Seven. Although, you think back to that game, we'll go to the phone lines in a second. You think back to the 05 NBA Finals, 
And, you know, the the the, the, the let me correct myself. Pistons won the 04 NBA Finals. You think back to the 05 NBA Finals, Game 7. Like, think about how many points there are in games right now. Do you know what the score was in that Game 7? Which I remember watching. I mean, it's a Game 7 in the NBA Finals. Like, exciting. But this is only... No, I was super young. This is only 16 years ago. And it, it tells you all you need to know about how much the game has changed and how much more scoring. The final score of that game, the winning score in regulation was San Antonio 81, Detroit 74. And it wasn't weird. Like, it was, that was normal. And now, you know, you, you, you got games, at least in the regular season sometimes, where that's a halftime score. Or in the postseason when the defense picks up a little bit, you know, last night, I mean, those there was no lollygagging on defense in either of those games, and one of them was you know 100 to 96, and another was 103 to 100, and that's in, in a lot of ways people feel like that's low. I think I think both of those scores hit the under in terms of the over under bet for points. So it's just it's a whole different game now, which gets us back to our original question. We'll give you the poll results here before we go to the phone line. Who is I mean, more I'm, exciting to watch, LeBron or Steph? Not who's better, who's more exciting. Curry right now has 85% of the vote. LeBron has 15%. If you want to sound off at ESPN1420 on Twitter, that's the handle. We got the blue check mark. Go vote. Now, also to add what you said, the changing of the NBA <clears throat> and to, to mix in uh, Kwame Brown, the GOAT of, of May, uh, he said um, in one of his videos that Tyson Chandler was averaging five and five, and five and five was gonna get Tyson Chandler eighty million dollars, and all he had to do was get to five and five, five points, five rebounds. That's all he had to do. That's all he said. That's all he had to do for him to get a top contract as a center. In the league at the time was get over five points, five rebounds. And he was like, I was at the time he had eleven and nine. So he thought he was about to walk into a major payday. So but that like that just shows, like you say, the evolution of the NBA where number one picks and former uh, uh mega players, all stars, are were getting fifty plus million dollar contracts on average in five points or uh, uh, under a double double as a center. I mean, yeah. you, you talking about the deal he got from the Knicks? Yes. Yeah, and, and Tyson also went out that year and was the NBA Defensive Player of the Year. So, I mean, Kwame can just throw out a few numbers, but let, let's let's not leave out the part that he was the best defensive player in the game that year. He was. He was. But I'm, I'm just showing, like, the, the, the numbers were completely different with point totals, rebounds, expectations, because, like, you know, right now in the NBA, I think Clint Capella leads the NBA in rebounds. But then after that, it's really much a big drop-off. Is Clint Capella in the old kitchen. I I don't – I like – so he – when did he average five points and get that big of a contract? Like I don't, I don't know what Kwame's talking about. I don't remember any seasons where where Tyson averaged five and five when he was younger. Now, you know, the last few years, I mean, he played twenty six games this year, but he's, you know, he's he's almost forty years old. Um, I don't remember any years. There might have been a year like on his rookie contract where he had like five points, and but there's no way it was five and five. And the contract he got wasn't eighty million. That that came later. So Kwame's just throwing out numbers there, dude. Well, you might find you might be one to find the first lie of Kwame Brown because I've I've been keeping up with with the smoke, Scott. 
And a lot of things that he's saying making a lot of sense. And I, I, I was younger he, back then, so I'm looking for no, older he, he people never, like yourself. And, and if you look at when he got the contracts, too, it was never coming off a, a five and five season. Now, okay. lifetime, I think he, he averaged like nine and nine or eight and nine. Now, I, I got to look all this up, but I'm telling you, Tyson Chandler, I've had him on my show a few times. So I remember when I was younger, I was like, I, I followed Tyson his whole career. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his. I don't remember. You know, a year spe- specifically in his prime, like in his prime, he was averaging. You know, there's one year in New York he averaged a double double, but again, it wasn't so much the points as it was his uh, the defense. Yeah, that's. You, I mean, yeah, he was, you, he was you, a player of the year. So don't 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 start talking trash about Tyson Chandler. You'll you'll lose me real quick. All right, Norm, why you, why you look anything up? Let's uh, let's go ahead. Caller's been waiting on hold patiently for a while. Good morning, welcome into the show. Hello. Good morning, guys. What's up, Josh? Go ahead. Uh. There was actually five years that Tyson Chandler averaged a double double. So there that, you go. That, that's 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 uh, Army Brown's slap in the face. He's a beast. Uh, but though the reason why I called was, you know, I, I'm not a big Draymond fan. I really don't care for him that much. But when it comes to like his stance on his team, like being the second, third, fourth best player, wasn't that what Dennis Rodman was the majority of his career? Dennis Rodman's also the greatest rebounder in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Like, when you're the best at something. Hello? Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, Josh, di, di, I mean, Dennis Rodman, uh, Josh is gone. Dennis Rodman is also the greatest rebounder in the history of the league. So yes, he is. When you're the greatest rebounder in the history of the game, uh, talking about where you ranked in terms of the team you played for, especially when you played on a team that was – you know, considered one of the greatest of all time, and so you were third in a pecking order with two other Hall of Famers. It, it's a little, it's a little different. I don't, I don't compare but, Rodman well, and Green um, in terms of their style of play. But, but I'm saying it wasn't wasn't Draymond Green third or fourth in the pecking order Hall of Famers with Clay, Steph, and Kevin Durant. Sure, but That's he what, wasn't. I guess what I'm saying no, is, but he, but no, what he I'm wasn't saying as is good as not, Dennis Rodman, even that he, being third or fourth. Yeah, what I'm saying is he he's Dennis Rodman was All NBA Defensive Team seven times. Uh, I think he was the rebounding champion seven times. He was, you know, he's an All Star a couple times, but multiple time Defensive Player of the Year. But the big thing is the greatest rebounder in the history of the game. Like when you're the best at something. At, at something important, right? Like rebounding, not oh, you you know you had the most technical fouls of all time. That 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 puts you in a different hemisphere. I mean, he's to say he was the the the, the third to best on championship teams. Yeah, I mean that's that's true because when he was with the Pistons, they had Isaiah and they had Dumars, and when he was with the Bulls, they had Jordan, they had Pippen, but. I don't know. You could argue that there was some time in San Antonio he was second or third, but it's it's you know we we rank players in terms of best on their team by who has the most on the stat sheet, who scores a lot, things like that. I mean, you can't say Robin was better than Jordan or Pippen because he wasn't. But you don't look at is there anything about Draymond's Green Green where you say he's the best in NBA history at that? Setting oh, screens. No. I'm not saying that at all, I, but I do. I do think that he's been a defensive force over these years. And listen, he's a great I'm not, player. I'm not he's a, fan a great of player. At all. I mean, no, he's a great player. I, I, I'm not. I'm not suggesting he's not. Is he in the Hall of Fame? That's that's. I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he's there yet. I guess yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, 
Well, two two more points I'll hang up and listen. Number one, do you guys think that Alex Caruso looks like he's going to go play pickup games at Reds? Because that's what I think of every time I see him. And then the other thing was is I think the reason, Scott, why you have issues remembering characters from episode to episode on some of these shows is because when I was younger and when you were younger, the shows we watched like Full House and Family Matters and all those, each episode pretty much had nothing to do with the episode before, so you really didn't have to remember anything. You just yeah. watch what was well, happening and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, you know? sitcoms, you know, I, I, got, I got no problem remembering, um, you know, all the characters and friends. That's, that's pretty easy. <laughs> exactly, and, and you could watch one episode... <laughs> And it has nothing to sure. do with the next episode. Sitcoms you know? are and easy. So, if you watch, if you watch, if you watch the sitcom episodically back in the day, you're not gonna, you're not gonna forget any of anything. the. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you don't even need a backstory. They can just set it up in you know two minutes. Did well, I do? Yeah, yeah. And you see that? And there was usually like, that, in, like sitcoms like Seinfeld. There was one or two big moments in the episode, like the salad episode and the No Scoop for You episode. So. I think that's the reason why it was a lot easier back then. You're watching Game of Thrones. like Oh, look, if I, had watched, if, I had, yeah, but if I had watched like Homicide Life on the Street when I was a kid, like every week, I wouldn't have remembered all like some of the support. No, see, characters. and I'm about to say, I remember watching <laughs> I know, the man. Brady Bunch like, but with my then, grandmother. It shows like that. Wasn't, it like, wasn't that like Law and Order? I mean, each episode's different. It's like a, a new case. Mm-hmm. But you don't really have to remember much. I don't know. I just, like, I just right, pulled these Homicide guys Life these guys. on the Street out of, out of thin air because I couldn't. Man, the Brady Bunch. I don't remember <laughs> none of the episodes of the Brady Bunch. Thanks, Josh. Well, how much Brady Bunch did you watch, Norm? I watched a lot of Brady Bunch to understand that the what was going on, but I don't remember any episodes. You don't remember the one with Joe Namath? That's the only one I remember. I didn't really watch it. See, <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I just remember Joe Namath was in one. I didn't watch much. I didn't, I didn't really watch Brady Bunch. That was don't see, but I can tell you all what happened in Golden Girls though. <laughs> hey. hey man, that's a classic. That's an absolute a classic. Class. It really is. It's an absolute classic. ESP- but he, he kind of right, kind of right. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Welcome into the show. Let's head back to the phone lines. That was a Joe Namath. Uh, that was a Joe Namath impersonation. You was doing. <laughs> do, do I do I sound like do I, I might sound like Joe Namath this morning with how tired I am? I could care less about the team struggling. I want to kiss you. Oh God, that was so. That was so. I remember seeing that live, and I just like cringed. I'm like, did that just happen? Yeah, that's the best part of it is that he cheers after. Um, I don't know, man. Every time I see Steph Curry, man, I was like, man, it's like you should be shooting at Reds or Gerard Park. You ever, you ever see that? Every time I see Steph Curry, I was like, oh, he, he's like, he doesn't like he's supposed to be in the league. Supposed to be nah, like he's Steph, supposed, to be, supposed to be at Reds, man. Nah, Steph looks like he played at STM. Who else, who else feel like that? Who else looks like they could just, if you saw him at a park, you wouldn't think they were an NBA player? You know, I just see him in an NBA game. I don't think that he, you know, like like the last call said about Caruso. You know, I feel that way about Curry. I got you. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. Yes. I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. No, I, like Caruso. I don't know if it's the headband. It like that. You know, oh, I think it's because he's white. <laughs> the headband, being white, being bald, all that, and bald in terms of like you know balding and yeah, yeah. but he's six five, dunking on cats. I just that's not no one's doing that at, at Red. 
I don't know, man. Was the last nice time? Nah, was I've the last seen... time you were at Reds, dude. I'm, I'm yeah, just... I don't think you. I don't think you. <laughs> Them, the, the new generation of He's high not, flyers is crazy. No, it, all right, so in, in Crusoe, I thought he was like 6'3", 180. I could be wrong. I didn't, I didn't realize he was 6'6". I'll look it up. I didn't realize he was 6'6". Well, I thought he was 6'5", nah, so. at least. All right, we're going to look up. All right, his official stats, he is listed at 6'4", 186. That's pretty big. You know, 6'4", man. You go. That's the thing about Steph. I remember a friend of mine... Um, his family's from Portland, and uh, the Warriors were playing the Blazers in a, seri- a playoff series years back. This is when, like, Kurt, this is when the Splash Brothers were like at their peak, and 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 I don't think Durant had been with the team; he hadn't signed with the team yet. So everybody, everybody was like, there there wasn't the Warrior fatigue yet, right? They were still kind of like a like a darling around the sports world, and he he was at the hotel that the Warriors were staying at, and he said he was there when they got off the bus. And my friend's not like short. He's not like Norman Eyes height. He's you know he's over six feet. Whoa, but he whoa, said, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm taller than you. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'll give you that. You're taller than me. <laughs> um, but what stood out to me is that he was like Steph was like he just he, he in part when you see him in person you're like I didn't and I think he's listed as six three. He's like I, did, I he just is taller than you think. You see him on TV around these other guys. He's like you see Steph walk out of a hotel. And he's taller than the majority. He's he's taller than like ninety eight percent of the people that were sitting in the lobby waiting to see him. Now this is Portland. I guess they don't have too many tall folks there. But his point is, you see these guys on TV, or you see him on the court with other NBA players, and you just see him out and about. Like I saw Eric Gordon at the the the, the Lakefront Mall one time in New Orleans, and you could tell like, okay, that guy's. You don't think of Eric Gordon tall in the NBA, but you see him walking around the mall in New Orleans, and he's really tall. Same thing with Steph, you know. I mean, you get him out of the hotel, and it's like, that guy that guy doesn't, you know, if he pulled up and started playing, you know, on the playground or at Reds, before he even took a shot, you would be able to tell, yeah, he's, you know, one of these things is not like the others. Um, you're, you're a pro, man. I think LeBron's the most excited. I think LeBron is a more exciting player than Curry. Yeah, I know Curry hitting 50-foot 50, 50 three-pointers, but when it's when it comes down to clutch moments, man, Curry Curry comes up short. Uh, I'm sorry, man. And look what happened last night. Um, LeBron was struggling for most of that game, but yet he's he can still contribute in so many ways, man. And that's true. And, I um, mean, look, look, it, and you're you're not wrong in terms of come up short. I mean, it, <laughs> he he does. Last night they had three possessions, three, and after LeBron hit the eye poke three pointer. Warriors had three tries at it, and every time they tried to get it to Steph, the Lakers knew it. Everyone knew it. Three times they tried to get it to him, the Lakers zeroed in on him, and he couldn't get a shot. Yeah. Um, hopefully uh, it can be Phoenix start this run. Let's see what happens. But uh, Ron Wright, man, I know. Have, hello? Hey, we hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Ron, I, I, I lost the uh, – that was the background. I mean, uh, echo. But Ron um, – said it best, man. You know, I have uh, Lynn, 25 for 25 or 24 for 25, Lynn. Lennon <laughs> said that um, <laughs> he said that they were going to win by 20, but you know, Ryan, Ryan follows the team more than anyone I know. So he he, he predicted, oh no, man, they ain't going to win by that much. You know, I think he predicted 7 to 11. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so the Warriors play the Spur- uh, Grizzlies now, right? Warriors play the Grizzlies uh, tomorrow night, I think it's uh, 8 
and then they'll play uh, to tonight. You've got Washington and Indiana at seven, and we'll air that one for you. Now tomorrow we're, we got Cajun softball to play at uh, five thirty or six from the regional. But with this weather, we'll we'll keep an eye on all those games in terms of possible right. changes and whatnot. And then Saturday we got you know the real deal starts. I think there's four games Saturday, four games Sunday. So let's go. Let's get it. See y'all next year. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> now, see, <clears throat> of um, LeBron's man. All I can say is what the problem in that first half was. See, you not you not on Instagram, Scott. You wouldn't know this, but the night before, LeBron was up late drinking wine with Drizzy Drake. And that's probably why he had that that bad first half. He wasn't his mind wasn't all the way in, and he was hanging with Drake. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean he's a guy. I mean the guy's got an alcohol problem. That's that's what, what I mean. He's showing up to games with his wine and you know, drunk. Come on, that's that's promotion. I, mean, I, I don't know about drunk, but I'm being, that's I'm, promotion. I'm, 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 I'm being sarcastic, Norm. You can't yeah, see my he's, face because you're not in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said the wine goes to his ankle though, so maybe he knows something that we don't know. Ron, man, he just immediately points to his eye. It's like immediately. <laughs> and he said he saw three hoops, yeah. three goals. Let me let, me let everyone know. Eye. It was a hell of a shot. <laughs> it was a hell of a shot. You got to give it to him. All right, we'll give you the latest from our poll. And um, take a look at some betting odds. Good and bets, I won't ask bad you a question bets. About, about, your, about the New Orleans Saints. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it won't be some kind of trick question. But we'll find out. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott Show. I'm Scott. That's Norm. It's sponsored by Suit Up. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back into the show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke coming at you on a Thursday morning. It's the 20th of May. I'm Scott. That's Norm. We got uh, the 8 o'clock hour right around the corner. We'll get into some betting odds for NFL's worst record, for starting quarterbacks, for NBA finals outcomes. We'll continue um, hitting our poll, which you can vote in on Twitter, uh, at ESPN1420. That is the... um, that's the handle, and uh, we've got it up. Who is the more exciting player, LeBron or Steph? You can vote in our poll right now. Steph Curry running away with it, 89% to 11% norm. Um, numbers speak for themselves, but uh, granted, it's, it's, the just, it's just one poll here in South Louisiana. But uh, All right, so look, look, uh, all the things I for next hour what is your saints question for me and for the record everyone listening i have no idea what he's about to ask okay <clears throat> so yesterday i was listening to a podcast with uh nick underhill and he was speaking about how the saints offense last year was was really bad and it kind of shocked me and it was kind of confusing because you know, I didn't know that the Saints offense was bad. And then when I went go look up the stats, the Saints was number three in points scored. So I, I'm trying to figure out, you know, was the Saints bad or when did when did the kind of the reception of the Saints offense being bad or the narrative kind of change? Well, I, you know, bad is 
subjective, right? Because you're right. They scored 30 a game. Um, but if you look at where they finished in terms of, like, overall, in terms of, like, yards and stuff, I think they were, like, around the middle of the league. Again, not bad. But when you think of the Saints, Norm, I think they're maybe 11th or 12th. When you think of the Saints' offense, all trolling aside, you typically think of them as being one of the best offenses in the NFL, right? Yes. yes. So, like, uh, I think, I think, I think that I think it's it's kind of like the standard, and particularly from a passing standpoint, you know, that's also something you think about when you think of okay, Saints offense, they're going to throw it all over the field, and they were in the back half of the league last year. So, you know, bad. Maybe they're putting, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on semantics, but I think it's it's subjective based on what have you done for me lately and the standard you set, right? Like some teams, you know, you're in the play. If, if the Pelicans were in the, the, the play-in game last night, um, either of them, I think everyone would have said, yeah, that's kind of where you expected them this year. But, you know, the Lakers were there, and everyone's like, what are they doing here? You know, if the Jazz had been there, if the, if the Nets had been in it, I think everyone would be like, that's really bad, right? It's subjective based on your team, what you've done, and the standard you've set. So I, I, think, I think that's where a lot of that comes from. But I don't. The Saints offense last year, they had a couple of really strong games. They also had some bad games, if you if you get right down to it. It is like consistent, right? You have a couple of really strong games and then some bad ones, and then you have law of averages, it's somewhere in there. But I think based on the standard that they had set the previous 15 years, uh, it didn't I mean, really live up to it last year. I, I, I can't agree, Scott, because what is the standard? And then the, the stat I was looking at, the Saints are number two in points scored in the last three seasons. So if the Saints offense have scored more points than the Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Bucks, I can't really say the offense was bad. Well, they, or, did. they, they didn't. I think they were fifth last year, which is which is good. But I it said was, in, three, it, in three years. I'm oh, saying, oh I got you. I got you. Well, then I, then I can't compare the Bucks to that because the Bucks weren't good the previous two years. Uh, yeah, last I'm, year, I'm just giving caveats of last of year. High. The Bucks scored more, right? Um, but I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't think that the Saints' offense was bad last year. But you asked me my thoughts on why they were saying it, and subjectively, the the only theory I can come up with is you're comparing it to typical years in the Peyton Breeze era, and you're looking at one stat, and I'm looking at you know passing yards and overall yards, yards per game, things like that. Total okay, yards, I, though. I mean, total yards. They were they were pretty. Would you say pretty dang so, good. Yeah, but I like you said the key word that I I would what threw me off is bad. Yeah, no, I don't think they were. Nothing, I don't think they were bad. I don't think they were bad. Yeah, so because I, I, you know, I'm just taken off by how you know, and then, and it was uh, Nick Underhill and Mike Triplett uh, on the podcast together, and I, I was just taken out by. They said bad. And I'm like, wait, is are we just? Is this the narrative because now Drew Brees is gone or he was injured? Because in the last three seasons, I've never heard anyone say anything about the offense being bad. Maybe Drew Brees' passing game, maybe the passing game, but to say the entire offense was bad? No, it wasn't bad. I can't, can't say that. I mean, passing I yards, they were 17th. Total yards, they were 12th. Rushing yards, they were, I mean, they were one of the tops in the league. Top, yeah, correct. I think they were like 6th. Um, you know, points per game, as you mentioned, they were up there um, at, uh, I think, fifth. So, yeah, I wouldn't describe them as bad. But if, you're, if you told me to rank, like, the, the 15 years of the Peyton Breeze era in terms of the Saints offense, 
that one that one would be near the bottom of the list but that again that doesn't mean it's bad because you've had you you had rather 15 years in for the majority of them i would say a dozen or you know 13 of them a dozen or a baker's dozen of them the offense was was great so what are you comparing it to you know what i mean i mean i think i think there were probably 20 teams in the league last year that would gladly have taken the saints offense a thousand percent and that's why i was just you know i just had to check the check the temperature because it's just like i've I've heard people talk about how great the offense was with a Teddy Bridgewater, with a Taysom Hill, and then great. Come back, uh, I don't know that I describe back, it as oh, great with either of those man, all guys. I, all I kept hearing was, "Oh, undefeated, undefeated." Okay, you know, that's different. That's different than the offense is great. There's a big difference there, Norm. Well, they had. Was the Saints' people, offense great when Teddy Bridgewater started and beat the Dallas Cowboys in primetime? They didn't even score a touchdown. It was not great, now, but they won the game. You can't use that, you see, but this is my gripe. You can't, we can't not, we can't have, look at the glass half full and half empty. You can't say the offense wasn't great, we didn't score a point, but then on the flip side say, oh, the Saints was so good that we didn't even have to score, score a touchdown to win a game. It can't be both. Wait, 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 I, don't, I don't understand. What do you mean it can't be both? It can't be, like, you can't, you can't knock on the offense's production, but then big up the offense on winning the game. Not big up the offense, no. I mean, you, you, can, you, can, you can look at areas and say they did good here, but they sucked in the red zone, or they were able to get the job done, but this was, I mean, in a game like that, no, you give credit to the kicker and the defense. You know, you don't give, you know, you don't give a bunch of credit and say um, this was the best offensive performance and, and, and all this other stuff. I don't disagree with you there. There's something okay. to be said for, for not losing a game. And then there's something to be said for going out and winning a game if you're talking about an offense. And I think they're two different things. And I, and I, think, I, think, I think a quarterback can get credit for each thing, but I also think you have to distinguish the credit. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you managed the game, you got it done, or you had to go out there and you had to really put your team on the back and you won. You know, I mean, it's, it's when you make a general statement that is supposed to, like, it's hard. See, the game of football or basketball or any sport, when you make one definitive statement about an entire game and leave out the rest of it, you know, that's just all you're doing is headline grabbing. And sports is just there's so much more to the story than the headline. Um, and that's that's why I'm glad we have a platform to talk about it instead of just, you know, uh, you know, 280 characters. You know, yeah. using 280 characters is good, but being able to use a platform to break it down, explain yourself you know, distinguish semantics and things like that. Try to tell the whole story. That's that's what's nice about this gig. Nah, I'm with you. I, I, I'm 1,000% with you. Um, because you, you, so many words can be, words can be misconstrued, especially um, going back to Kwame Brown. So you get the... All right, wait, Norm, you're, 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 you're kind of going in and out. We're going to hold that thought. It's 8 o'clock. We got to hit up a quick break. We'll come back. When old guys start ranting about their playing days and maybe take it a little too far, you know what? You poke a bull enough, he's going to break out the horns. But should we care? Some people do. Should I care? Norm's going to try to tell me I should. I don't really, but we'll we'll talk about it next. Plus, NFL betting odds for the worst record in 2021. Who's got the best odds to be the worst? We'll break that down. Would you lay any Benjamins down on a couple of these? Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN1420.com. We're right back right after this.
Hello, everybody, and welcome into the 8 o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show. Still not sure if the caffeine has kicked in, but I'm trying. We've been talking, having fun, great hour in uh, the 7 o'clock hour, hitting on the play-in tourney game between the Warriors and Lakers, which kept me up late. Talked about who is the more exciting player. Steph or LeBron, we have a Twitter poll up. At ESPN 1420 is the handle right now. You've got 90, uh, 85% of the vote. Back down to 85 say Steph, 15% say LeBron. Um, chatting about that, we're going to get into some betting odds this hour, among other things. We talked to Little Saints as well. Norman Locke, not in studio with me, but he is on the show as he is each Thursday. <sighs> Another hour, Norm. You ready to rock and roll? That's good. I love talking to you, Scott. So I, I, I see this thing all over social media and Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes and their podcasts where they talk a lot of trash and Kwame Brown, I guess, just had enough and started uh, coming back at him pretty hard. And I just can't – I'm not, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say I don't care what any, any B former players have because that would be a lie. Like I, I don't okay. – I mean, you know, like – a year ago at this time, we were talking about the last dance. You know what I mean? And there was right, right. there was a lot of beef involved. The thing is, that like it, it has to be either a team I followed closely or like like a just an iconic team. Like you okay. know, I don't you know I don't root for the Cowboys, but boy, that book about you know that tell all book about the Cowboys in the nineties. I mean, that is, I I wanted it. It was great. I read it. It was awesome. Great stories. You know, I mean, that's different than, you know, guys just threatening each other and insults, and they're not, you know, they aren't, none of them were ever like an all star or anything like that. I don't know, man. I just have trouble really caring at all. Like when I see it, I just keep scrolling. I'm like, no interest, no interest here. Why should I care? Now, the, the caveats that I've taken from it is. The, okay, now it's turned into the, just a, a circus of just jokes. But the first 25 minutes of Kwame Brown's hour and 30 minute long rant was really happening. He talked about how he said that the Wizards organization told him that they were not keeping him and they was trying to trade him for Elton Brand so Jordan can make a playoff push. I've never heard that information anywhere. Nobody's never said that. You know, if we talked about Kwame Brown's rhetoric, all I've heard was small hands, one of the biggest busts in the NBA. That's all I've ever heard of Kwame Brown. And that was always a bit unfair, I thought. I mean, he played for a long time in the league. A long time. He, You know, you're graded at a curve, but you play a dozen years in the league. If you were a complete total bust, you don't play a dozen years in the league. Anthony Bennett is a complete turn of bus. He 100%. played three years in the NBA. 100%. So it's like, and you know, so him coming out again, the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes, Scott, it was just, it was a great formal right. so, so player. I'll, I'll give you that. So I didn't, I, see, I didn't catch any of that. So basically it was a guy opening up, uh, just being real, being vulnerable, and finally responding to things people have said about him a lot. Like that's, uh, that's That's good. what it started off with, that's yes. Good. and. And because it was, I, I want to say, uh, again, and it must have been uh, years of built-up aggression, Scott, because the interview was a month ago. 
So the interview originally aired with Gilbert Arenas as Gilbert Arenas, Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson on April 6th. And we see all the answers then start start flying till Monday. But it was the slick slide comments that I just feel like it was, you know, he just got full and it started regurgitating. It started coming out because I watched that 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 cringy Stephen A. Um, like it's like a 30 second clip of Stephen A going in on Kwame Brown when he was traded away from the Lakers. And it's like, okay, Kwame Brown wasn't a, I went back and looked at him. He wasn't a scrub. Like you say, he wasn't the a number one overall pick type numbers. But again, and what he was yeah, talking it, about it, with, it, it, you know, but that's like in Steve, uh, I can't believe I'm actually about to say this phrase in Stephen A's defense. Um, he was traded <laughs> for the draft rights to Marcus Saul, who was then traded for like Pau Gasol, right? Right. So, like you know, when it's when you look at it like that, it's like I get it. Like, come on, one of these guys, now, is, you know, there's what, there's a big there's a big one of these to, things are not like the other. Correct. But what he took offense to is on the podcast when discussing that trade. Instead of saying that we're Two players involved in a trade, and they it got the Lakers to get uh, Paul Gasol, Gilbert Arenas, Matt Barnes, and Stephen Jackson started laughing. It was like, oh, it's only it was only one player involved in that trade, and then start tapping him. Was like, hey, cut that out. And then Stephen Jackson like, what you mean, cut it out? He, you know, Kwame Brown was one of the best number one overall picks ever. And then they start laughing, and it's like, okay, now you you know y'all supposed to be former players that understands the plight of former players. So in this podcast, supposed to be former players talking to former players, not broadcasters or journalists or, or personalities. Y'all supposed to understand what he went through. And like he, again, in the first 30 minutes of his interview, he's like, you know, everybody gives him gripe about uh, being on a team with Kobe Bryant scored 81. He's like, well, if Kobe Bryant got 60, you want me to start taking shots or you want me to keep setting screens? And I'm like, hey, man, I mean, he, he kind of got a point. So you just you you were entertained by it more or less. You feel like it's a case study of, all right, here's a guy that's just had enough, and when you talk trash, that you know they they can respond to. I mean, because I, with respect to Kwame, who was not you know who was a slightly below average player that played a dozen years in the league and was graded on a curve because he was number one overall and therefore is labeled a bust, but was. You know, he was a second-round pick. No one would, no one would remember Kwame Brown, right? I mean, we remember Kwame Brown because he was the number one overall pick. But I don't know. I I just have trouble. All all I've seen from it and and what I've read from it and the memes, it all just feels like a circus to me, honestly. Like that's what now, it, now at it's, this it's, point, it's not like it's not like we're talking about the behind-the-scenes beef for a team on their way to win a championship that was, you know held off or not in the limelight and now we're learning it like that stuff's kind of interesting to me just guys just throwing jabs for no decent reason and someone responding i don't know i i don't know well, initially it, feels, it, feels it was like the high de- school. And initially like i said i was everything was justified in my my book now what is have taken to now is Kwame Brown now has a platform he's never had. Like so on Instagram, he started out with almost like maybe fifteen thousand followers. Scott, in the past four days, yeah. he has grown over thirty-five thousand yeah. followers sure. on Instagram. No, I, I'm not I'm not look, I am in no way suggesting that it hasn't I've seen it all over the place. I just can't 
bring myself to really care all that much. Because it's Kwame Brown and, <laughs> and, 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 and Matt, Barnes Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, who are always just, I, I can't. Like, I mean, with respect to them, I just don't, I don't really, I don't really care. I don't know. I don't. It, I see him making like you know Jordan jeans or little lame comments. Like guys, come on. No, man. see, you it's just don't just... get. See, because you you funny. You don't get it, Scott. You ain't in the butt of the jokes. Like you don't. You don't get why it's so funny. So it's like okay, I'm gonna let you know, Scott. If like how we was laughing about anybody coming to a basketball court in uh, NBA jersey is gonna be sad, Scott. If if a man has on Michael Jordan jeans. He has no regard for life. I'm telling you now, that's a scary person to watch. If he has on Michael Jordan jeans, it's, Michael Jordan. It's it's I you know it's it's a, I, okay. So it's funny and it's a joke, but it's it just feels like that's that's it's just name calling. It feels like a re, it feels like Real Housewives of whatever. Like that's what this whole. I'm serious. <laughs> that's like said. that's what this feels like. Like oh these these guys that are missing the limelight are just you know, insulting one another. And now, now the more, you know, gas that gets put on this fire, the bigger it gets and the more they're just coming out with stuff. And I can't, I don't know, man, that's just me. And yes, I'm sure that, that there's an age difference thing in here. And, and, and well, I, 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 age just, difference. I, I just, I think, I think they're closer to your age than me. I mean, in terms of the interest, like how many guys in their forties are, are some of the 35,000 followers that Kwame Brown just gained? I'm going to say a lot, Scott, because they're closer to your age than mine. My age group, I'll say, is just here for the jokes. But for understanding all what's going on and to go back and be like, oh, Kwame was this, that, and that. I can't tell you. Scott, I have never watched Kwame Brown play basketball ever in my life. I barely watched I have, Gilbert Arenas play basketball. I remember all that stuff, but I don't, I don't care about them name-calling each other now is my point. Because you don't, I, I'm gonna say because you don't, you don't get. So you don't know what happened. Do you know what happened between Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher? Yes, absolutely. Do you know he drove 80 hours to try to go fight yes. Derek Fisher? Yes, I remember that very well. Okay. And now Kwame's so calling him out, and making fun of him. But like, I don't care. It's just grown men and so it's like again, it's it's Real Housewives of whatever. All those all those shows. I just threw. I just drew. You know, uh, two six nine ten seventy seven. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Not in the know. E20n.com. Let's head to the phone lines, 269-1077. We'll, uh, we'll wrap up this segment with this call, and then we'll get into some of the betting odds in the next segment for worst record in the NFL. Let's head to the phone lines real quick. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Good morning. Scott, I feel where you're coming from, but, um, you know, I'm going I'm to leave the Stephen Jackson, Matt Boyan stuff aside, but I want to I concentrate on Stephen A. Smith. Um, I think what, what, what the situation is, you know, Kwame Brown kept saying that, hey, you know, yeah, the Wizards drafted me, but I was supposed to be traded. I was supposed to be traded for Elton Brand. And people like Stephen A. Smith knew that information, and never, that information never came out. Looking back, you know, they always break in stories, this and that. Mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith never broke that story. Uh, he, no he, he called out Mike Wilbon. And he, and he felt that men like Stephen A. Smith, all they do is kiss up to former athletes so they can just stay, stay in the know. You know, and, of course, you don't want to get on Jordan's bad side. You know, Jordan would just cancel you, and uh, if he cancel you, you're done forever. Yeah. You might get canceled. <laughs> yeah, so done forever. So I, I think it's think he looking at Stephen A. Smith how he uses platform just to. It, it, it's one thing Scott to critique to criticize a man game, but Stephen A. Smith, man, he, he, but he's I, I've I've said this to you before. I don't. He's just an, he's an entertainer. He's not even an analyst. Like I don't take Stephen A. serious at all, but. 
he's not he's not really a, he's an entertainer. He's a personality now. He's an entertainer. Yeah, he's a, but but I think he's I think he's always kind of been that. He was just disguised as an analyst earlier in his career. Uh and now it's just, you know, all out like just all he does now is just serve as an entertainer. And he's made a lot of money from it, but and I'm not I'm not even excusing him. I mean, I didn't I didn't I didn't know that backstory that you just revealed in terms of Stephen A new information, didn't use it and just basically stepped on Kwame as a prop to make himself sound cool or whatever. Yeah, that would that's not cool. You know, you're not you're not helping out the situation or uh, or the guy. Yeah, st- yeah. I mean, Kwame like size for is turning down a thirty million dollar contract offer when he had the chance. That was one. Yeah, you know, it's like I, I think of guys what like team? that. What team? Um, I think it was the Wizards. I think they offered him like thirty million. He said, "No, I'm going to play this year out for free agency." And then he started beefing with Arenas, and he started do- dealing with injuries, and then you know that was it. Yeah, and he, and he talks about that, how Arena's, you know, behind the scenes, you know. Well, I mean, um, Norman informed me that he's out there, you know, get, putting false information out about Tyson Chandler, and that's not cool. Well, I said, again, I, well, I no, no, prefaced okay, it okay. with, y'all that. know more about it than me because he was, it's a it's an older thing. I I caught what I was able to catch, which was, like the caller said, that the Stephen A comments, the tidbit about Jordan, uh, like just ripping him a new one at 17 years old for a year straight. It's just like stuff like that. I would have never known because this all happened while Ethan you know. Thomas. Ethan Thomas came out and said a lot of that stuff wasn't even true. Like Jordan Coleman, a, homo, a homophobic slur, all that wasn't even true, man. Ethan Thomas came out, and, and Ethan Thomas, the type of guy, he, he's not gonna, he's not gonna uh, hold back. Like he's gonna say what he, what he has to say. He, he said the media just just ran with these stories, man. Yeah, that's 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 you know. uh, th- that that that's irresponsible and wrong. But you know, it, back then there was a little bit more integrity with that kind of stuff, or at least there was an appearance of it. Now it's just everyone just runs with whatever, and then if they have to recant it, it's like two days later, and no one remembers that you recanted anything. Yeah, Scott, I feel you. I feel you on the name calling thing. I, I do, but right. like I said, man, Steve Jackson, his persona. He had. To, I'm glad he. I'm glad he got checked. I, I just can't stand a grown ass man, man, 42, 43 years old, dressing like he's 20 years old, sagging. Man, who are you, man? Uh, hey, hey, hey! Kwame Brown made some good points. Well, how they portray themselves? Supposed to be helping the community, but yeah, all they do is destroy the community and glorify just negativity of the community. I, I, Kwame Brown made some good life. He made some good, Life, uh, some good points. All right, all right. Y'all are selling me on it now. But I haven't seen any of that. All I see in the headlines but, but is like name-calling and memes. Scott, That's get, all I see. Scott, you will get turned off with the, you know, like he's coming hard, man. He's not He's not. He's coming hard, like Scott. <laughs> he's coming right, hard. Guys, it's an hour and 30 yeah, minutes never of mind. smoke. I'm not watching any of it. I'm not watching any of it. Yeah, don't I, watch I, it, I appreciate the recap, <laughs> guys. All right, thank Thanks you. for the call. All right, thank you. All right, we're going to take a timeout when we come back. Will Aaron Rodgers take the first snap for the Packers this NFL season? You can bet on that. What's the odds? Yes and no. We'll dig into that. Worst record in the NFL in 2021? We'll dig into that. Cajun baseball right now scheduled to play tonight. Will they? Won't they? Will it be a doubleheader tomorrow? We don't know yet, but we'll talk about some things that are at stake. Don't go anywhere. It's the Great Scott Show, ESPN 1420.com.
1420, ESPN1420.com and the ESPN1420 app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. I'm Scott Prather. Norman Locke is on with me this morning from Parts Unknown. We got Cajun baseball scheduled for tonight on Newstalk 96.5 KPL. They're scheduled for their final three games of the season against Troy in the jam-packed Sunbelt West standings. The Cajuns a game back of first, a few games back of last, playing for seeding in the conference tournament, which starts next week on Tuesday, where pod play, if you win your pod, you advance to the semis. If everyone's tied in the pod, the highest seed advances. So you're playing for seeding in a big way. This is a huge series. Oh, by the way, not to mention on Saturday and four, the graduation ceremony for a dozen players on the team and senior day. So when this weather clears up, you better be out at Russo Park for uh, what's sure to be a memorable weekend. ESPN 1420, if you missed my interview with Anthony Babineau or Matt Deggs this week, you can catch that over at ESPN1420.com. Search for it there. All my stories up, as well as my interview yesterday with New Orleans Saints defensive back Deuce Wallace, formerly of the Raging Cajuns and the STM Cougars. Now with the Saints. The Saints do not have the worst record betting odds that is going to draw any kind of bets. Norm would joke and say he'd lay down money for it. He's not going to do that. Now, Norm, here's the question. Here's the question. Must don't know. I keep that bag on me, Scott. If you were going to lay down some apples, who, who do you think, before I reveal it to you, these okay. are from Bovada Sportsbook. What team do you think has the best betting odds to have the worst Record in 2021 in the NFL. Hmm, that is a hard one. That is a hard one. Is is it the is it the Bears? Oh no 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 no. The Bears aren't on here. No, they were in the playoffs okay. last year. No no. Think think. What, what team had the worst off season? The worst off season. Seattle. No, and it's not even close. This team had the worst off season. Okay, who is it? Tell me. The Houston Texans. Oh yeah, oh yeah, by 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 far, by far. I'm thinking real f- football offseason. No, they just been it's just been a dumpster fire. <laughs> yes, the Houston Texans, who finished last year four and twelve, uh, are plus two hundred. They have the worst <laughs> record odds right now on the books. The Detroit Lions are the next best betting odds for worst record at plus 325. The Lions, who have a new head coach, who have Jared Goff at quarterback, who I, I think we can all agree that, you know, they were 5-11 and 11 last year. They weren't good. But, like, Matt Patricia was awful. Like, really, really bad head coach. And I don't know if Dan Campbell's going to be any good. I don't know. I know he, he knows how to get people fired up and excited and you know, he grew up on a ranch in Texas, the son of a Marine, and he's still. They got to do with anything. He, I mean, that, you know, that, that, biting what off they kneecaps. Got to do with anything, Scott. Hey, what they got to do with anything? I'm just pointing out. He's he, right now. He's he, his his approval level is high. We have no idea if he's any good, but I, I'll tell you this: I bet he's better than Matt Patricia. Doesn't mean he'll be good, but I bet he's better than Matt Patricia. I would not put down. Much? I would not. I would not put down money on the Lions, even though they're the second. Highest odds for worst record in the NFL. I'd stay away from that. They they got five or six wins in them, don't they? Yeah, see, 
I'm not with the Lions being second. Like you said, you know, it's by, by far, I think it's going to be a team out of uh, <clears throat> like uh, the NFC East. We saw the NFC East was pretty bad last year, you know, with the Eagles winning four games and the division w- winner, Washington football team winning seven. My money is more on a team out of my division, the NFC East, than the Lions being the yeah, second worst team in here's, the here's what's here's the problem with that norm though as the nfc least east whatever you want to call it they all got to play each other so they're going to get some wins out of that right no that that only gets you four wins i mean hey. the eagles last year got four wins for the eagles last year went four, four 11, 11 and, and one. one four 11 and one and guess what they were ah geez where did they rank overall in terms of the league I mean, they weren't they weren't one of the worst. Yeah, that is one of the worst. That's that's worse than the Lions were last year. That is worse. I th- okay, so they were they were fifth. Or, so you the teams that were worse than Philly last year, record wise, was Houston, Atlanta, the Jets, and the Jags. Now the Jags. Here's your your next odds on there. I'm glad we brought these teams up. The Jets are plus seven hundred. They're gonna be better than two wins for sure. But I mean, now you got 17 games. The worst record in the NFL might be three and 14. Nah, nah, that's a caveat. And I, I, I mean, this is I do. You, get a, you can only pick one. Now, granted, you can pick the Texans. Texas, but, I, if yeah, you, yeah. but if you want to win some actual good money, you know, you got to pick a team that's not like. like yeah. I don't, so they have the Bengals on here at plus a thousand. See, I don't get that. I don't think they're going. I don't. I. I, I think the Bengals going to be bad. Yeah. You I don't know, man. I don't know. Bad. So there's bad and there's the worst. That's why this is a tough exercise. Then you've got the Jags at plus 1,300, and you have the Eagles at plus 1,300. And I do see some scenarios where the Eagles finish with the worst record in football. I mean, they didn't have a great offseason either. No, no. But I'll say in in my rankings, I'll put – I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to put my money on the Bengals, Scott. Like they're in a, they're in a division with the Steelers, who, uh, I mean, they their draft was pretty okay. They won 12 games last year. You're returning most of the guys back. You got the Ravens. Got the Browns, who are Super Bowl. Uh, t- their talks about they could be Super Bowl contenders. I don't see the Bengals getting more than three, four games, Scott. I, I don't think they win any divisional games. So that's six losses. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's not it's not the easiest schedule in the world either. That's I, hey, I'm gonna tell you right now, Joe Burrow Bengals ain't doing nothing in year two. Well, but are they gonna finish with the worst record? The Bengals problem. The is, Texans, I think the Texans are the are the, 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 the Texans clear, are the, the look. The odds makers know what they're doing. They clearly are are the top of this list. So yeah, but it's only plus two hundred. You just take the safe safe bet. You know, you lay down a hundred. Ah, I want to kind of take Bengals. I'm gonna put my money on the Bengals. All right, who's who, who, give, give me a team you think is just gonna be just bad that no one's talking about? Hmm, that's bad that no one's talking like, about. Like a team you think is gonna be right in the mix that should be on this board. I really feel like Seattle's gonna be bad, Scott. They only had three draft picks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there's talks of Jamal Adams holding out. I don't, I don't, I don't, other than DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson, 
What else on the Seattle Seahawks team impresses you, Scott? I mean, they they were twelve and four last year. Okay, and I, and I get that, but I'm ask, I I ask you, other than DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson, what else on that Seattle Seahawks team impresses you? I think a lot's going to hinge on if Carlos Dunlap can, you know, reach his potential. I think Bobby Wagner is good. Um, okay. You know, there 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 there's some things. Look, they've got they've been able to have a strong run game. Dwayne Brown, does he have anything left in the tank? I mean, this is a guy that's been an all pro before on the O line. I think he's you know, at thirty five, who knows? But these are these are I mean, these are good players. It's not like they're just It's the same guy that that you're that you say they had a pretty good year is the same person that Russell Wilson is wanting to leave. Well, no, he's he's he wants the whole old line better. I mean, you're individual. Yeah, I didn't, well, that's I didn't what name, I didn't I didn't name anyone else on the old line. I named yeah, one. but I'm just saying one person on the old line ain't gonna make or break the old line. I mean, I mean one yeah one good person on the old line don't make the old line better. Um, that's why I just I just I feel mean, like was, Rams, he was, he was Cardinals, pro, 49ers. He was a Pro Bowler last year, and they were number one in the league in rushing. Like I think that was Trent Brown was was a Pro Bowler for the Oakland. They were number one. Yeah. And it was number one, I, I and then think, it fell off. Look, let's be honest. Why does Russell want to get out? He wants to be at. He wants. He, why is he complaining? He wants a more pass happy offense. That's what it's about. He could talk about winning and O line. He just wants to pass more. And and Pete Carroll is just as a totally different offensively. The Seahawks have a totally different philosophy. But no, the C, the Seahawks. Shoot, man, they're not going to be bad. They're going to be in the playoffs. Well, that's what we did, right, Scott? Because I, I see the Rams improve. I see the Cardinals improve vastly on defense. Added to their offense, forty nine ers Cardinals will be Cardinals will be nine and eight next year. They're gonna they're gonna be way too hyped. Okay, that that might be true, but I just feel like the rest of the division got better, while the Seahawks stayed stagnant or got worse. That's now, just that's just how I'm feeling. The Niners clearly are the team everyone expects to make the biggest jump. I mean, they have high odds to be in the Super Bowl, yet they were six and ten last year. All the injuries. Can Jimmy Garoppolo get it done? The team that the odds makers seem to think are going to have the biggest turnaround in terms of wins last year versus wins this year. I do too, Scott. Like I'm, I'm seeing that that offense. If again, when Jimmy G is healthy and he's playing, he's a top 15 quarterback in the league. When if if he isn't, if Trey Lance is better than Jimmy G, which he, we don't know yet. Then that's another mystery that can add to the recipe of the 49ers being successful. All right. The f- here, here, what, go ahead. Go ahead. My biggest takeaway with the 49ers is I like their offensive line. I like the fact that they got Kittle. I like their wide receiving core. And I like the big the big time signing, uh, uh, free agent. I mean, not free agent. Drafting Trey Sermon out of Ohio State. I think they're going to give him the pill. He runs. When, I, when, we, when we had him on ESPN 1420, he talked about... Oklahoma and Ohio State running a zone run scheme. That's what they run with the 49ers. I think he's going to have the big, the biggest rookie season of all running backs, Scott. I, I'm high. I'm high on the 49ers. Another team, two teams I can't stand. The Niners. The other is the Falcons, and both of them will be better this year than they were last year. Make no mistake about it. Well, to admit it out loud, but it's true. The Falcons are. To, to reports just came out this morning that the Falcons are. This came through the athletic that the Falcons are seeking to trade Julio Jones. And if they do that, they'll still win more than four games next year. <laughs> I mean, they will. Maybe. They'll win more than four. Now, 
I'm not saying that they're going to be good. Now, the Niners, they could be good. The Falcons will be who, as okay, bad as Okay, if you say the Falcons are going to win more than four games, are you predicting the Panthers to take a regression? Bear in mind, everybody gets an extra game. Yeah, but I, I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not sold on Carolina. No, I'm not. Okay. I think, I think, I think they're not going to be. They're not. They're not 100. Okay. Okay. They're not going to be above 500. But you know. So who's in the division in the NFC South? Right now, we. You know. Carol, Carolina. Okay. Yeah, Carolina's the worst team in the South. And I disagree with that one. I think it's the Falcons. I think Carolina has a uh, – we know the Falcons for sure have a way better offense than the Panthers. Yeah. But on a defensive side, Scott, can you off the top of your head name me a couple of defenders on the Falcons? On the Falcons? Sure, but that's just because I can't stand the franchise. But, no, I <laughs> – you know. There's you no got, household names over you there. Got, you got Dante Fowler. Uh, Deion, Deion Jones, obviously, is, is yeah, a great Deion, player. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, Grady Jarrett, Tyler Davidson used to play for the Saints. Um, AJ Terrell, Richie Grant. They, they got they got guys. Barkevius Mingo's a backup. I, I, I he's actually on the roster. Not that that's you know a good thing or anything, but they. I'm not even saying all the players, his name out of there. I'm not just saying all the players I just named are good, um, but <laughs> you know they're. I can name you players on the Falcons. I can't stand them. 42 after the hour. All right, two more two more uh, bets for you football wise from the sports books from Bavada. Will Justin Fields start week one for the Chicago Bears? Yes, is it plus 215? So if he does, you, know, you, can, you can make some good money. No, is it minus 330? Yeah, that's a bad bet. I wouldn't go with the yes. That's why That's why it's up there like that. I mean, they already have come out yesterday and say Andy Dalton is the starter. Now, after training camp, those odds might change. But right now, they are they are full on in on the Red Rocket. Here's what's interesting about the Bears' schedule. Some some defenses are going to improve this year. Some are going to take a step back. I think we can all agree the Rams' defense is going to be really good again. Um, Chicago plays at at L.A. Week One in prime time. Uh, Top rated pass defense in the league last year. They're going to be good again this year. It's not going to look good, okay, for the Bears week one offensively. And there'll be no, a lot sir. of folks saying, oh, you need to put in fields. You need to put. After that, in terms of pass defenses, Bengals, Browns, Lions, Raiders, Packers, the Bears go on a string of games against some really poor pass defenses. At least they were last year. Um, you know, subject to change. But there's a there's a chance there that if if Andy Dalton's so bad in Week One, they give Fields a chance, and he gets to go up against some teams where he has a chance to do stuff. Or you leave Dalton in there. Suddenly they're not on national TV. He starts winning games and playing well, albeit against bad defenses. And now it's like, okay, what do we do? We're kind of in the playoff hunt, barely. Do we keep this? Do we keep Dalton in there? I think the schedule layout for the Bears is gonna make. The quarterback situation—it's—it's it's going to be a conundrum next year. Make no mistake about it. And a lot of it's just going to be based on the setup of the schedule and how each—you know—how Dalton ends up looking in national television in front of everybody versus how he's going to look weeks two through five of next season. And yeah, then what do you I, I, do? I mean, what if you're what if you're four and two? What if you're five and one? What if you're what if you're you six know what you and do, three? Scott. What if you you're know five what you and do. four? Are you going to pull the guy then, or you convince yourself? 
I mean, this is Matt Nagy we're talking about. You convince yourself, well, we could get in the playoffs here, so I guess we got to keep rolling with it. I, I think if Justin Fields plays next year, it needs to be early in the season. Not week one, but it needs to be early in the season. But I don't think that's what the Bears are going to do. They're going to be in such a weird spot most of the year that they're going to be too afraid to pull the trigger. Uh, I think they pull the trigger. Um, we saw them go back and forth between their quarterbacks last year. So I think that if, like you said, they get into that that that, that weird that weird position where we we're not that good, we're not that bad. What should we do? I don't think they're afraid. Uh, we you saw just, Nick Foles just, come you're in. Just hating on former Cowboy great Andy Dalton. No, you know what, Scott. <laughs> To say Andy Dalton came in, caught COVID, ain't have no taste, all kind of stuff. He was a good backup for the Cowboys. I, I'm, I can't, I can't knock on Andy Dalton because he was a professional. That got hurt. He got thrust into it. Everybody kept saying, "Oh, Jerry, he did that because he's gonna sign Andy Dalton long term." And then Andy Dalton started playing, and then all that, you know. QB one for the Bears. QB one for the Bears. AD fourteen. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Quarter to nine, we'll come back. Last betting odds segment, but NBA Finals outcome. What are the odds makers saying? Think big market. Find out next, ESPN1420.com. back into the great scott show great sports callers open think tank sponsored by suit up if you're listening to espn 1420 live on your desktop or mobile device via our mobile app and in connected cars and on smart speakers that is brought to you by champagne's market on the oil center champagne's going the extra mile the cajun heartland state fair sponsored by lus Go, go, fun, fun. Coming back a week from the day. It starts May 27th through June the 6th. Learn more at ESPN1420.com. Click on fair. Go to Cajunome.com. Get your mega ban. It's going to be a blast. Don't miss your chance. Dorman Locke here with me as we um, wrap up the show in this final segment. Betty Knots. So now... We have two more, quote, play-in games for the play-in tournament. But at this point, Norm, it's, it's all like, you know, it, there's, there's no second chances. Now, granted, once we get to the playoffs on Saturday, it's, it's seven-game series. Feels a little urgent right now. You've got uh, the game tonight between the Pacers and Wizards. We'll have that one for you on our airwaves. Playoff odds. There is a team that was in a playoff play-in game last night, play-in tournament game, and yet when it comes to the NBA Finals outcome, they are involved, and it is plus 900, which is you got to put down a lot to make a little, right? Best Mm -hmm. bet is a favor of it. Nets beat the Lakers in the Finals. Nets beat the Clippers in the finals. Those are both at plus 900 for the best odds on the book. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's what everybody wants to see. Uh, I know we was talking a little bit off air about that yesterday. Like everybody wants. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see the Lakers in the finals. You don't. You don't want to see Lakers versus Nets I don't in the finals. Yeah, I, I, not really. I mean, I watch. Or, I don't see it. I don't see either. So you 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 want that that Memphis Grizzlies versus Boston finals? <laughs> that's what you want. That's what no, you want. No, no, no. Just give me something different, man. I don't know. Just what? give me something, dude. Give me, give me, give me Sixers Jazz. Give me something crazy. Yeah. Oh, you, 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 you won't piss me off early this morning. Sixers Jazz. Now, it. see, I, I've told you. Give me Bucks Jazz. Fair. Give me Bucks. Jazz. I got, I got Bucks Lakers. Give me Bucks. That's my final prediction. Give me Bucks Clippers. That's nasty. I'll take it. I'll take I'm any of that. Watson Kawhi, number two. Hey. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know he never dropped that song. <laughs> you were you were adamant that Kawhi Leonard was going to drop us a, 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 a. He piece. said that he was dropping a song and never released it. That's the crazy part. He spoke to reporters and said, "Yeah, no, you know, no, he this. did, he did." It's uh, we we all know what he released. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right, your third your third best betting odds are the Nets. So your your three best odds all have the Nets winning. By the way. Uh, yeah. Nets over the Jazz plus one thousand. Here's why you got to look out for the Jazz, and 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 I'll I'll continue this. They have far and away the uh, currently this could change you know in a month when the playoffs are still going on, but currently far and away they have the largest allowed attendance threshold, and you talk about home court advantage in the playoffs. And some of that being lost this year where some teams, they're allowing 10% capacity. The Jazz are allowing 75%, I think. Not to mention they're good. Not to mention they're going to have the most games at home if a series goes the distance. And they're being overlooked right now, man. They had the best record in the NBA. They're going to have home court advantage essentially times two this year because of the uniqueness of it. I wouldn't sleep on the Jazz at all, man. I could, I could, I could definitely see them getting to the NBA Finals. I know they've come up Scott, short the last few years, but Scott, Scott, you get your participation trophy ready for the Utah Jazz. All right, I don't, uh, I don't it, believe in participation trophies. Well, well, this is gonna be the first one you're gonna give out because it, the Jazz not going no one sniffing no type of championships. Scott. How far? So, so who eliminates the Jazz? I think they lose in the second round. Mm-hmm. I think they lose in the second round. All right, but. It's not the Jazz. They had John Stockton and couldn't win, Scott. Ain't no Stockton on the team right now. Stockton and Malone were two of the greatest ever. They just happened to run into the greatest team ever during their peak. And then the Jazz had to, for X amount of years, had to deal with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. Then he had to deal with the Rockets. And then he had to deal with the Warriors. And now they got to deal with LeBron James. So, <laughs> it's just the jazz. It's the jazz. Like LeBron said, nobody plays with the jazz on video games. Jazz, the, 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 you're 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 underplaying the home court advantage aspect of this postseason. I'm not because I do I do see that the teams. I forgot what the stat line was, but the teams who had allowed fans in won the most games in the NBA this this year. They're, they were first of all, they're always good at home, but they were 31 and five at home. Now they're going to have the most fans, and when you're on the road and an arena's only got. Ten percent capacity. That's not gonna. That's not gonna have that effect on you. That it will. Jazz. The, the, the Jazz Clippers round two. Everyone's gonna take the Clippers. The Jazz are winning that series, and they're you I taking. Think, the, you taking the Jazz? I think the Jazz are going to the finals. Oh, 
can you tweet that, Scott, so I can, I can find that later? Sure. Can you tweet that out? I'll, I'll be happy to. I mean, you've Thank got you, the recording. Scott. You know you can subscribe to the podcast, too. It doesn't all have I am to subscribed to the podcast, Twitter. but that's that, that's not as fun as me finding the tweet and dropping some some gifts on there and some really, memes under it. You really, want to, you really want to do something where someone goes through all of your tweets, Norm? It's not. So it's really easy. All you got to do is type in your Twitter name and then the keyword that you want to find, and you find whatever you want to find. Do you want do you want do you want folks doing that to you like constantly for every horrendous take you've had? They do it already, Scott. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, I. Do it already, Scott. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. ESPN fourteen twenty. They find every cowboy tweet that I ever say. They. Who's they? The people on the internet. Yeah, the people on the internet. You respond to <laughs> underneath. You don't quote tweet them with them calling you out for your horrendous Cowboys. Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm standing on it this year, Scott. I, I'm on oh, front street as opposed with you. to As opposed to what year that you didn't? That's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for the great Scott Show. Norm, thanks for joining me from Parts Unknown. Safe travels, man. Uh, you too, man. All right. That is it for the Great Scott Show. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Gus Kattengill will join me for the Pro Nola segment. We will talk a lot of Cajun softball tomorrow as they get ready to play tomorrow at the Baton Rouge Regional. Are they going to break through? Is this the year they get to the Super under Jared Glasgow? We'll be talking about that tomorrow. Cajun baseball, if they play tonight or not. they play tonight, we'll certainly be talking about that game tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. Steve Pelequin's next with Beyond the Game. It's ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app.